Welcome to Callback Podcast number five. On this podcast, we interviewed Vince Viloff. Vince is an actor. He's uh, been on a lot of stuff. You've seen him on CSI. He did a season of ER. He's been in the movies Rat Race, American Werewolf in Paris, uh, The Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. You can catch that on Netflix right now. Anyway, he was nice enough to have us over to his place on a Sunday night. and We just uh, had a blast talking to him. As always, I want to do a shout-out to Eric Streeper for being our webmaster, putting our website together. It's kicking kick ass. We love it. If you want to check that out, that's at callbackpodcast.com, callbackpodcast.com. You can Twitter us at callbackpodcast or uh, send us an email. We're callbackpodcast at gmail.com. Send some email to... Uh, to that, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And with that out of the way, let's do it. Number five with Vince Viloff. So um, we're sitting here. It's, uh, what is it, 10 o'clock? Sunday. Sunday night, 10 o'clock. Um, sitting here with Vince Viloff. Um, Vince is one of my oldest friends. I knew him back in <laughs> Chicago. What's that? I didn't mean that you're old. Um, but uh, we've known each other from Chicago days years ago. Vince is an actor. He's been, uh, for the uninitiated, he's been in such uh, classic movies as American Werewolf in Paris. Now that's old school. Um, Clay Pigeons. Yeah. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Um, Grind, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the one in the desert? Rat Race. No, the other one. Yeah, Rat Mojave. Race. Rat Race was a big movie for you. Yeah. I bet you get you probably still get people recognizing you from Rat Race. Constantly. Because I mentioned, people asked me, like, hey, who are you going to have on the podcast? And I gave them a list. And they're like, oh, the dude with the, the tongue piercing. Yeah. And, they, and uh, it was you and, who was that, Seth? Seth Green. Seth Green. That movie played on cable so much, and it was popular with people who were, like, 12 so now they're like bangable age, and so <laughs> even yeah. though I'm not doing shit, it's like still pouring in. You know, bangable age, by the way, would be a great name for a band. <laughs> bangable, like I, I like the fact that you consider. I'm I'm shocked to see what you would consider bangable age. Like, what if you're like uh, some people saw that when they were 12, 12 a couple years ago? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but uh, everyone's here, the whole crew, Edgar and uh, Aaron, Hi. myself, and uh, we're actually at Vince's. We're doing this on location. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a cool-ass crib, dude. Um, yeah. It's not big, but it's super cool. It's a Charlie Chaplin cottage. It's who built it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's where the old uh, what, United Artists... No, the Chaplin Studios, which is right Chaplin. down the street. Uh, and the, the, the idea was that everybody lived here. Yeah, when the they actors, would... when they were in town working... He built it to kind of look like a uh, like a storybook cottage. Yeah, and it does have that vibe about it. You walk in here, it almost looks like a like a set of like Willy Wonka or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 that's very cool. <laughs> I noticed you still have like uh, um, what is it, a mummy looking out the window, or what is that, a ghost? Oh, that's Jack from uh, Nightmare. Uh, oh, really? But now he's wearing Easter ears and oh. <laughs> holding a basket. <laughs> You decorate them for every holiday. My neighbor decorates it. Oh, that's cool. I have this neighbor that like tricks this place out. Yeah. So, um, you've been. You here. didn't finish my credits, you prick. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, more credits. Uh, the, I can do this. Uh, Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. Yeah. That was a big one, right? Because that was a Sundance yeah. movie. And then um, on Netflix, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then um, 
Well, you know, my, my girlfriend, when we came by here before, this is the best thing about I, I stopped by to see Vince. We hadn't, we hadn't talked. In, you mean your password? Uh, yeah, exactly. My password <laughs> on my computer. Thanks for calling me out. Um, so, uh, <laughs> such a jag. So, um, so I, I came over here one night. Uh, we, just caught, we were trying to get together since I came to L.A. And uh, he's like, yeah, just come on over. And I come over. And it turned into like one of those days where like the day just turns into the next day where you're just like drinking or just hanging out with your buddy, eating and, marijuana, popcorn. Okay, that too. <laughs> and uh, and um, we were. Uh, I have a prescription, so it's cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Um, I have your prescription, so it's cool. So um, and uh, she came by. It was one of our like I I must have just known her a couple months. It was great because you had like these two hot chicks here. And everyone was just painting the wall. Like, you, you have this room where yeah. people just paint on yeah. the wall whatever they want to paint. And she did a goldfish. And, uh, and then there was, a, there was this, uh, a couple of hotties here. There was, a, like, a waif-like girl. And then there was this, like, buxom brunette you were in a movie with yeah. in Grind, I think. And, um, and you all were sitting around. And, uh, and they were just getting drunk. And, and my girlfriend, we walk out. And she, the first thing she says to me is, like, you are never allowed to go there without me ever again. And because uh, it's like you're like Hugh Hefner of the. That's like, just weird, rocker. though, because no, like I was saying, I thought that your girlfriend and I got along. No, no, no. It was a compliment. It was more mm-hmm. like like you were just like like um, like the Hugh Hefner of like like the indie rock crowd. Or I'm not a like, slut. Like, oh, no, there you go. But she's but out of town today, so that's why we're here. <laughs> so that's kind of ironic. That's why I came over because I thought the girls were still going to be here. But uh, oh. no, but that. Um, no, but ever since I've known you, you've had hot chicks hanging around. Jesus, you must have... When uh, we met, let's go through this chronologically. Okay, let's do when it. we met, I was dating a cute Irish chick named Annie. Oh, that's right. No, I met you before that. Annie? Um, what about, what about uh, Jill? Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't... That's weird, because this is so long ago, I had totally... Forgotten about Jill. Forgotten... Well, we drank a lot then because yeah, yeah. we were like 19, 20, and 21. I knew, I knew Vince because I was uh, the house MC at the Funny Firm, and Vince was an a actor. Bartender. He was a bartender there, and he was, uh, but he was acting. You could tell. But was, I didn't really do any acting. You were acting. I thought was, you were in. Um, all the untouchables. Yeah, and, and stuff that. like that. Well, yeah, but I was, like, I was making a living bartending. That was a lot of fun. And then, uh, and then you, uh, you know, you were mentioned on some. Other podcasts I was listening to. There was a bar out here that you worked at when you first moved to LA. Yeah, I managed the, like, a club called Fellini's. It was freaking awesome. Was that where like all the like the the hip yeah. comedian types used to hang out? Yep, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I remember somebody mentioned you, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's Vince." Um, I preferred that lifestyle, man. What's that? Just managing clubs and kind of that kind of free willing sort of thing. Well, you've always been a night owl. Yeah, and. Um, do you, so, do you own any clubs now? No. Is that something no, you want to I do? Tried running, I tried getting one put together a while ago, but then it's like I started not having enough money to do it, so I was like, ah, forget it. But I love it, man. I love it big time. Because doesn't, like, doesn't like Johnny Depp own a club now somewhere? He's Hollywood? owned several, man, but he'll throw money in for it. If it's something he thinks is cool, that's for sure. Well, the Viper Room, does he still own that? No. He did a long time ago, that one. But yeah, he owns several. He'll put money in for several. 
It's a fuck. It's an amazing lifestyle. Oh, man. I love that lifestyle. It's actually, constant cash. I wrote a screenplay about it. It's these guys are walking around. They're like rock stars. You sleep till fucking noon. Mm-hmm. You uh, you're out all night. You've got cash on you all the time. You travel. You can take time off to travel anytime you want. You just yep. want somebody to cover your shifts. You you and people who worked bartending or fine dining make so much more money than like their managers or any other straight job. And a lot of times, what what happens is these guys. And gals, they uh, they actually have to take a pay cut in order to go back to doing absolutely one hundred percent, no doubt. What man. they went to school for? If I make one hundred thousand dollars, easily seventy five percent of that is gone off the top. Yeah, easily. And that's crazy, man. Because I don't really care enough to go to the next level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've never had a publicist, none of that shit. So it's just kind of like you just look at your lives and like go, man, I'm working my ass off over here. But I don't do that anymore. Um, oh, getting back to your credits, because you think I forgot. Um, what I was getting to is my girlfriend recognized you from the CSI series. You, you do a bunch of those. Yeah. You've done like three of them? Yeah, the Vegas one. I, um, every year, every season, they would put me in a like, funny, strange episode. Yeah, I saw one where you were a bartender, actually. In a whorehouse, yeah. Was it a whorehouse? Or, or in a, a brothel. In a whorehouse, yeah. In a brothel. The dude, Ken Fink, the executive producer of CSI, is a cool-ass dude. So, uh, yeah, man. Is he, he the creator? He just calls me up every once in a while. He is might he... be. I don't know. Well, I know that the, there's this crazy story. He's been the, there forever. That's what I where know. Where the creator was actually, I think he was on a tour somewhere. I want to say it was in Vegas. and Or he was running a tour bus or something. And he just happened to run into a producer or like he pushed his project like it was one of those rags to riches completely story you know yeah. where like he went from a guy trying to sell his script to he he made it you know what i mean All what's the- amazing about that show the vegas one being the first one is and what you're saying right there i absolutely believe it because the executives of that show like i i did a season of er right back in the day oh, that's right i forgot about that yeah and like I can't stand TV, man. I cannot stand TV. It's the Walmart of art. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever. I what? Okay, I, 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 you had a Walmart story. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> what? Man, there was this one time in Walmart. This greeter. Um, I have a Walmart story. I think that TV's gotten pretty good lately. You know, in fact, we're probably you know, as everyone always likes to say, we're in a golden age of television right now. I think it's. I think people are not going to the movies as much, and I think TV is taking over that. I think we're, we're seeing some really quality Yeah, stuff. the home theater is definitely it. Mm-hmm. And because of Spike and because of those things, I agree. There's a lot of great television. I'm talking, I'm talking what used to be the top three is now my bottom three, like CBS, ABC, oh, well, and yeah, NBC. Exactly. It's lame working there, man. Oh, I'm, oh, you're saying working in that process. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. It's a lot of work. You make a ton of money. Yeah, you worked the full, I forgot about that. You worked the whole season in... In ER. And then, yeah. And, but you have you, what about the CSIs that you come in and out of? Do they, Wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about, talking about the dude from. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys at CSI, the reason I think that program's so successful is because those executive producers like Ken Fink, the writers, they get in there, man. Like, they're in there for every single scene. They, like, care so much about yeah. it that it's pretty amazing when you see one show come out that's somebody's dream, and now it's, like, eight shows. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, franchising a show. It's like used to people used to, like, blow people to go to syndication. 
You know what I mean? They they created an entire empire off of crime. Off of crime. Off of crime. So and how hard is it? Because every time you want a CSI episode, watch the last first forty eight episode. Exactly. We were and then just write reading, a damn show about it. We were just uh, reading an article about how people uh, eat up the uh, the real crime drama even more than the than the CSI. Yeah. That the CSI is cool, but when it actually happened and you're watching this nonfiction episode, you're it's like, It's crazy. Shit, I'm addicted to the I no am dying to get Keith Morrison on this podcast. <laughs> Who's Keith Morrison? Oh, the guy from... Oh. Oh, the guy from Dateline? Whoa. <laughs> White like, hair. Like, I thought you just uh, talked about George Takei slowed down. <laughs> so, I can actually do it, George Takei. Let me see here. Let me see. I bet so, you should do George Takei. <laughs> oh, well, you know. So, so Vince, uh, beam me up. Oh, my God. George Takei. Do you remember? There was a, um, at the Funny Firm, there was one night where Seagrin... Um, Graham Elwood, and I can't remember who the other comic was, and there was a bet that you had to work George Takai into your routine, and I was the MC. And no. the, the thing was, I went up three times during the show, and I had to always bring up George Takai every time I went up on stage. So I did four references or something like that, and each of the guys had to do three. And I remember the, the opener, like, you know, when you give like a dare like this, the opener was freaking out, so he didn't know what to do. He just went up there and was like, uh, George Takai! And he just, like, just says it, like, completely. It doesn't make any sense or whatever, but, but that was a. Uh, I was, I was in the back slinging drinks, you yeah, prick. Well, that's what, you know. I, was I went home with I was a, pina colada mix look, on my look, shoes. Look at how things have changed. Now you're in show business, and I'm one, you That's know. an accident in a lot of ways, because I never, I guess I tried a bit, but then when I was bartending at Fellini's, this lady came up to me, and I had met her at a wedding of my agent in Chicago, and uh, she said, are you still out here? Because your picture's on my desk. This chick, Patty Wu, right? Wow. Awesome. Oh, I know Patty. I used to work for Patty. Are you for real? Yeah. She's an angel. She man. is the most amazing person. What's she person. doing now? She's got nothing but She's managing to say now. about both Is she? Yeah. I ought to call her up. Because like the way I've been doing it with the directing is I like... When I have something, I call somebody. And be like, you want to handle this? Because <laughs> I don't like doing it normally. Patty no. Wu. The next thing, if I call Patty Wu, I'll suddenly be wearing a pullover, auditioning for something that is. They'll actually lame-o. make you wear sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Forget it. So um, you're oh, in yeah. Chicago. So we're 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 in Chicago. We're hanging out. Um, I was a child. And so was I. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah, we're like the same age, I'm asshole. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, do you remember this one time, uh, you were over at my place, we were talking about moving in, being roommates, and, uh, this dude stops by looking for a guy that was staying with me, like, he was staying with my roommate, he was, like, kind of our fourth roommate, but I was, you know, I don't know if we collected rent from her, it was English Davy. he was looking for him because... English Davy, I know that name. But he he stopped by because there had been some drug deal that had gone wrong or something, Mm. and he came by and he said he had a gun. Do you remember remember this? You and I went to the... No, I don't remember. No, totally. We went downstairs, and I go, I'll get rid of this guy, and everyone was upstairs, and I just lied. I was like, he's like, hey, is uh, Davy here? And I went like, "Um, no, no, he's not here. He goes, don't fucking lie to me. I've got a gun. And you were standing right next to me, and I remember you looking at me like... Dude, I'm going to LA next week. I can't get shot. You know, it's like and it I thought you came here to get shot. But then all of a sudden, my roommate Mark comes 
bounded. Mark this. was a bad bastard. He's a badass. He, he comes dude. running down the stairs. He's like, you got, a fun, you got a fucking gun? Let me see your fucking gun. And he takes the guy and he throws him up on this BMW and this alarm goes off on the BMW. And then he's like, go show me your gun. And it's the, we wound up following him around the block for like two blocks. Do you remember that? We're like, follow this dude. Like, show us your gun. And we're following Mark just because I'm like, well, I can't just let him walk after this crazy ass motherfucker without anything. So you and I are following him. And this is before cell phones. This is before all that shit. So like, you know, we just were like in the, you know, and I live like right on the border of like a good neighborhood, bad neighborhood. So we yeah. went, walked into the bad neighborhood part and we're just like, oh, well, this could be it. But you're like, I remember you kept whispering to me, I'm moving to L.A. next week. That's the whole reason why I want to be roommates is so that we could sublet, you know, we, we, I could share the rent with you. I, I moved to L.A. I can't get shot. I can't get shot. I'm like, I don't no remember way. any of this. Oh, yeah. Totally happened. Oh, man. And then, um, uh, needless to say, he didn't have, yeah, Mark was a badass motherfucker. I was, I live with this dude. He was cool. He was way cool. I was, I remember, this is a quick story about him. I remember we were walking around and these dudes pull up and, um, this car pulls over and they're like, those, those, those guys, they threw that thing at the car. They threw that thing at the car. And this dude jumps out of the car. He's like, you threw something in my fucking car. And Mark's like, no, we didn't throw any. And we didn't, you know, like, no, we didn't throw any in the car. And the girls, will, and then the girls are like, oh, no way. It's not them. It's not them. And the guy goes, you're lucky. You're lucky you didn't throw it. And he starts just, he's getting back in the car. These two guys get back in the car, two girls in the backseat. And also Mark goes, what if I did throw something at your fucking car? And the oh. guy just, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking like my heart's racing because I'm like, oh, fuck, we're going to fight these guys. And also, like, they just turn around like, what'd you say, motherfucker? The like, bomb. No. no. And he comes walking up towards Mark and Mark just fucking breaks his fucking nose. Like right in front of him, he just fucking punches the guy. And the guy goes down and he turns to the second guy. The, guy, the other guy freaks out, right? He's like, oh. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened there? You know, it was one of those moments you have in your yeah. life. You're like, holy shit. If later on I can say like, wow, that was kind of cool. At the time I was shitting a fucking brick because I'm like, these, we didn't know if these guys had guns, anything. You know, they jump out of a car and they're like, hey, motherfuckers. And I'm like, oh, no, it wasn't us. Okay. What if it was us? <laughs> what were you going to do about it? I wasn't there. No, you weren't there for that one. No, no. Um, so you're you're getting ready to make the big move to LA. You've done what? what did, what's your background? Did you do? Uh, did you do uh, any type of theater? You were you were in, in acting high school. And stuff. I did theater, and then Weren't in Chicago, I did some theater. Yeah, yeah. That's and then yeah. So you come out, and it seemed like right away you hit with American Werewolf. It was like six months, if not a little longer. That's pretty quick, though. Yeah. And that was three weeks after meeting Patty Wu, man. I was off to Paris. Was she the one that... uh, Thank God, by the way, because um, I loved everyone I was around at the time, but I had been, like, drinking way too much and just Mm kind of, like, too into that world. You know what I mean? All right. And it was, like, it was a great... It was the start of my life in a lot of ways, I think. It got me out of here, you know what I mean? Right. And I, like, started off brand new. Because I was over there for, like, a year. For shooting there? Shooting for about a little over six months. And then I hooked up with a girl over there. And so I started, like, living with her a little bit on and off. That kind of a thing. So you were... uh, You were in American Werewolf in Paris, the sequel to American Werewolf in London. And I got to tell you, Vince, this is totally from the heart. Any movie where you die in the first 20 minutes is a great movie. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, the best part about it, though, is you came back. I went to go see an opening night, motherfucker. On, uh, it was uh, Christmas Day. It opened up. Yeah. I went with Heather. And you know, that was my first heartbreaking experience was my first experience. What's that? Because um, when I signed up to do that movie... Tom Everett Scott, Julie Delpy, 
Phil Buckman, who's in Filter, All right. you know, the band Filter. He and I still hang out. He's a cool guy. But um, that movie was written by John Landis. It was um, being produced by Hollywood Pictures, which was big time in the day. And then uh, we got to Paris. Everything's there. And the script was awesome. We thought, this is going to be like American Werewolf in London, you know? And then three days after we're there, they call us for some meeting, right? Now, this is completely surreal because I'm a child at the time. I'm like 23 or something, right? right? And I'm standing... Bangable age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If not edging towards a little old because you will find women start thinking of their career later in those 20s and now you're dating a man. But here's my thing. We were like called to some meeting... And it's at the Eiffel Tower, like where wow. they're shooting B-roll, right? Right. Totally. So it's like I'm a nerd from Texas who moved to Chicago at 18. Wait, where, right? where in Texas? Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, which is why oh, I have to right ask. Oh, right on. Yeah. Dallas is cool. I'll talk slower. I've had fun in Dallas. <laughs> oh. I'll talk slower. <laughs> so yeah, so you're out. So we get called there. Your first big at the Eiffel Tower. The big, yeah, and the first big movie ever that I've ever even thought of. I see of one of these in Vegas. <laughs> but across this uh, path comes these three dudes wearing American flag leather jackets. And they looked like the biggest buzzkills ever, right? <laughs> we were like, oh my God, how embarrassing. And they came up. And just then, like the day before, Disney had bought Hollywood Pictures. And so they then hand us all a new script. And it was like, it went from a hard R movie to a PG movie. Oh, really? And the way they did that is by putting a red X through everything good in the original script. Because the original wasn't R, right? Yeah, it was R. The American No, wait, I don't... But you know what, man? That original was back in the day. I don't know if they did it like that. But anyway, the point is, is like we all were suddenly like, we're doing a different movie than yeah. we thought. A sillier movie. You right. know what I mean? And it literally just sent me down this bizarre path of doing silliness. It was really strange, man. I don't know. No point to Was this your story. character... No, there's a point. Uh, was your character changed at all? I mean... Only, yeah, the context. Because you were the comic relief. Conversations. You, you kept coming back to life. You were back... Yeah. You came back to life. But you know what I mean? That movie was a cartoon compared to America World in London. Yeah, there was definitely a And Anthony comment. Waller was a genius director who did Mute Witness, which was a fantastic little independent film, man. I mean, he was gonna he was like gonna be the next Hitchcock. Like everybody thought this is gonna be the biggest fucking movie ever. You know what I mean? Right. And it was just like meh, meh. I thought it was <laughs> How'd that go? I thought it could have been better. <laughs> How'd that go? But that's every movie I've ever done. So then did you go did you do uh was Clay Pigeons right after that? Um Man, I don't know. Yeah. You can always just pull up your IMDB on your phone and we can just go down the list if that's what you're trying to do. Uh, well, we don't have to. I mean, so, but as far as acting, like, did that open, obviously open doors? Did, yes. Did it open doors after you got booked on the gig, or did all of a sudden, did, you, did it have to come out? Was there buzz about it? Then you get open doors? How does that work? Because I, a lot of times... Oh, how like, it works is this. All the doors were open a lot more when I got booked, but before that movie came out. 
Well, I got you. That's how it always is. Your ride up is when you get booked for something and you're working. You know what I mean? Because you're busy. Right, right. And so, like, if, if people think it's going to be something good, that's when everybody, you know, kind of jumps on you. And, I mean, you know, Richard Dreyfuss said that. He did a movie before Jaws and thought he would never work again. And uh, when they offered him, called him up for Jaws, everybody was expecting that to fail. And so, like, he jumped on it thinking, oh, my God, I got to work in general, right? And that's kind of how it is. Your busiest time is when you're working. And when you're not working, you're just another nerd looking to join a party. So (laughs) you bounce back and forth in television and and movies. I forgot you did a – you did – how many seasons did Love, Inc. go? One. One season. That was, was it WB? UPN. UPN. Back before they did the merger. Yeah, I was the white dude on the show. <laughs> you were the white dude. It was a lot of fucking fun, man. Made a ton of money. You know, and then I had... I mean, it was a blessing. It was a blessing because I had a... You guys know the ton. show at all? No. It's a... Um, uh, it, it was a dating service mm-hmm. in which you would kind of play characters to help your your people. You would kind of run a little scams yeah, to kind was, of help people. I was kind of the web designer photographer of the dating site. But they would use you for like, you know, yeah, like a they would send like a me bar. on these clandestine yeah. things to make a chick hate men or whatever. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. I'll tell you what. I didn't make out with a white chick for two years. <laughs> and that, I prefer them. Was, no, I'm kidding. Busy Phillips was on that show, wasn't she? Yeah. And you also, did you work with her on ER? No. Uh, she, she came after you, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, of all the things you've done, so you've been Clay Pigeons, and then what was, was, was there another movie between that and Grind, or? Yeah. I went to go see Clay Pigeons at the premiere, too. I got, like, tickets you to the did? premiere. Yeah, it was Why some... didn't you say hi? No, it wasn't your premiere. It was the Chicago premiere. You were out here. Oh. Um, but I got tickets to the, yeah, because no, I'm an asshole. Um, you know why? Because you change your number every fucking 20 minutes. I swear to God, all of a sudden, I remember when I was married, my, uh, my ex-wife made me this amazing, like, she's like, she knows I was a big baseball fan, and it was All-Star Game, so she made me this, like, like, uh, oh, she made, like, you know, hot dogs, and had, like, a whole baseball theme, peanuts, and all this stuff when I came up, it was like, you know, hey, let's, you know, the, it was just kind of funny, and you called me that night. Drunk on uh, orchata and stoli vanilla. <laughs> you know why I went through that period? <laughs> that sounds like a good. Drink. It sounds awesome. It was amazing. At first, you're like, you're like, what? That sounds amazing. I went through this weird stage where I was in the lactation porn, and I'm dead serious. What? And I was trying to get every girl I knew to lactate, what? and I still joke about it, kinda, because I'm seeing who will go for it. That's no, I'm dead that serious. That's not the takeaway I thought was going to happen from this story. <laughs> no, but, no, but but me and like my crew at that time, you know, because Clockwork Orange, how everybody's drinking that white liquid and whatever. That's how okay. it started. I don't know. I was way into milk, milk. The idea is that that weird? I mean, <laughs> A the little room bit, yeah. just got odd. <laughs> I've heard this story. Um, I'm paraphrasing because I've heard it third hand. But um, <laughs> Courtney Cox was trying to do a. Uh, a 
television show. That sounds cool. I'm going to go pee real quick. Well, hey, what the oh, fuck? I'm telling a story, Jack. Tell them. What the fuck? He just left. Should, should we right. pause it? Let's pretend he's still here. Tell okay, the story. So anyway, okay. Vince, let me tell you this story. Uh, Vince is a good listener. He's very quiet. <laughs> um, so Courtney Cox uh, and Pay no her... attention to the toilet flushing in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Courtney Cox and her husband, David Arquette, uh, were going to do some sort of sketch comedy show. That was one of their ventures. So they hired a bunch of comic you know, writers and like, okay, let's do this legit. And um, they're all sitting around. They would have these brainstorming sessions at their house. And one day, Courtney Cox, you know, she had just given birth, so she was breastfeeding. Um, she goes, honey, grab the, you know, the milk for the, the baby, you know, and the, it, she's already, you know, got a prepared bottle. And she, he grabs the, the bottle and he, and I don't know if he made it warm or whatever, but like she takes it and kind of drinks it, drinks like it for a second. And they're all like looking at her like, what the, he goes, what? It's not gross. What what are you grossed out about? And she's like, you want to try it? And I remember this guy who's a comic uh, writer, friend of mine. He's like, when's the next time I'm going to have an opportunity to drink Courtney Cox's breast milk? So he's like, yeah, I do want to. Oh, so now Vince goes back into the room. <laughs> what? Jesus, I should have been listening this whole time. Um, so he, he actually, they, they like passed around the fucking, uh, they passed around the, uh, the uh, breast milk. And it was crazy. Um, I would do it. Yeah, I would just, you know. You know what's crazy, dude? What? Maybe if you did it on, uh, hold up a, hold up a microphone. What's crazy, Vince? Yeah, I've got some work um, to do here. I just spilled vodka on the floor. But check this out. That, that happened to me because on the very first night of shooting uh, Love, Inc., Holly Robinson Pete was oh, pregnant with her 12th child or whatever she's got. No, I'm kidding, like five. Yeah. And uh, as I was passing her little dressing room, she said, come do a shot with me for good luck. And so I go into her room, she hands me this thing, and she goes, all right, do a shot for luck. And it was her breast milk. And that, <laughs> that, real, that is what started it. Because when I drank it, it was like Popeye spinach. Her endorphins and everything went through my body like, whoa. I felt it, and I went, you can live forever on this stuff. And let's... But I'm dead serious. Let's face it. We are sucking the tits of animals every day. We're well, committing am. bestiality <laughs> every day zoo. with cow's milk. Usually at the zoo when no one's watching. You don't see a raccoon like sucking on a squirrel's tit. We're odd for animals. You know what I mean? I think humans can do themselves a favor. That's all. Is By mass producing milk. Now... Let's start talking about 2012. Okay. What we're all doing now. What in the hell was that? What was that? Speakers just popped. (laughs) I thought it was my special friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have no idea where to go after that. Uh, Let's start mass producing breast milk. (laughs) No. I was saying, let's get to what we're all doing now. There's four humans in this room. Um, Well, I'm still trying to sell that script. Ugh. What are you yourself. doing now? All right, let's fast forward. What are All you right. doing now? So I, you went from, let's jump real quick. You had this movie, uh, the, the conception, what, Immaculate Conception of Little Dizzle. You, you invited me to the premiere, but I wasn't around. It played at some. It's a great movie. It's on Netflix, and yeah. um, I promise you I'm going to see it. Um, God. What, dude? 
All right, Don't, whatever. Come on. I haven't seen it either. Fuck yeah. it. Hey, I went and bought Grind. On DVD, they didn't even come out with a fucking widescreen version of that movie. Another movie that was huge. That was another movie that was huge with kids, man. Grind. Kids ate that shit up. Yeah, I I get more people talking to me about that movie than Rat Race. Actually, Grind was a movie about uh, the skateboarding industry, and John showed me the review from The Onion, which was a rave review. (laughs) It didn't. The Onion didn't care for Grind. I bet Nobody a lot of- cared. You don't make that movie with... Man, here was the movie. A million dollars to make it. The members of Jackass and like four people who weren't working. No, you know, just a skeleton somewhat of a script and like go have fun. We were all like, hell yeah. I made more money on that movie than any movie. Really? Yeah, man, because it's like you get a bigger piece of the pie, you know what I'm saying? And it like really hit it with kids and like teenagers and stuff. A ton of my good friends now who are in their 20s, like we started talking because they were into that, you know? That movie had a lot of legs. I'd prefer doing something like, like I did Firewall, right? With Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I did that movie a few years ago. Huge movie. Make a grip of money, stand there with a gun, don't have to really work. You know what I mean? We only shot an eighth of a page a day. Jesus. I shot that movie for a year and a half, dude. Oh, wow. An eighth of a page a day. Does that get frustrating? Did it work in that slow? Uh, on the set it does, but they put you up in Vancouver in your own condo. You're making way, way overtime. You know what I'm saying? I was like living shit up. I didn't care at all. But, like, then you do a movie like Grind, and you shoot it in, a, like, three weeks, four weeks, just ad-libbing the entire time, partying, don't know how they're going to edit this shit together, you know? And it's like, I wound up, you know, several years later making more money on Grind and making more friends and stuff, you know, just through recognition and things like that than uh, a huge Harrison Ford movie, you know? It's sort of like it's sort of like the beast. I mean, there's no difference between if you're an accountant and you're like have your own little firm somewhere and you got a few clients. It's like that's one world. If you're part of some big, huge corporation, that you know, that's another. Right. That's the difference between these things. I'd rather live a middle class life and have time to wonder who I am and do other shit. Than constantly chase a dollar bill, you know what I mean, or fame or any of that shit. That's like that's a big difference, you know. Well, like this to me, believe it or not, is a fucking castle because it's unique, it's bizarre. Oh, I love your place, and it's I have totally, fun. You know, it's what totally I mean? red. No, man, uh, you've always you've never been somebody who's been like all about the money. You know, even like you just kind of always lived your life like, hey, you know, it'll yeah. it'll work itself out. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you turned down a lot of work? Since you said you don't really care about money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I mean, once I once I once Love Inc. stopped Firewall. I did Love Inc. Firewall, all that shit. Like boom, worked my ass off, and then um, I produced and wrote a movie called Hysteria, which never came out, and it was so heartbreaking the lack of control I had that I was like, fuck that. I'm never doing that again. I'm directing my next movie. So then I directed order of chaos, wrote it, edited it, all that kind of stuff. 
It's currently on Showtime, you said, right? Yeah. Movie Channel and Netflix. Not Netflix, all that. And that movie was, you know, that movie was 85% out of what I pictured. And that has been the most. That has been the closest to, like, accomplishing my goal as I've ever gotten. And then after that, my mom got sick. And that took me into a family uh, environment for two solid years, you know? And so going through that and learning about uh, rehabilitation homes and hospitals and actual ERs and people dying and all this kind of stuff. It like, when I got back and I started going, what am I going to do for a living? I, um, I, I, I just decided like no more of that shit, like no more chasing anything. So I mean, people call me at home to audition and these kind of things. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it's not that I have a ton of money and I don't have to. I've also been working at uh, medical marijuana dispensaries and getting involved in that for real. Really? Yeah. No, actually, I have. Really? Yeah. And I um, um, just for fun, like worked at a huge, like state run grow up and all these kind of things. And it's like. To me, that's where the world is headed. Like, I'd almost rather be on something super dope on Utah. Did you sell super dope? Huh? Did you sell super dope at this place? (laughs) You know, they call it dope for a reason. Yes, actually. According to Dragnet, they call it dope for a reason. Because it's dope. It's fucking (laughs) awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, I've always had ADD, right? Like one of this is when they first invented a reason for kids to say fuck you, you know? It's like you can't possibly mean that life is boring and too structured for you. You must have a mental condition. So they called that attention deficit disorder. And I was like prescribed Ritalin and all that. And my dad, you know, he's like as pagan as it fucking gets and mellow and stuff. And he's like, you're not taking that shit. And so weed was always the thing that chilled me out helped me focus and like um, made me able to be productive, you know? And so I've smoked pot my entire life. So when the whole medical marijuana, when my mom got sick and all that, I was wishing she'd smoke some weed. They had her jacked on every drug on the planet and I loved her dearly. You know what I mean? Still do obviously. But I mean, like when I came back, I really was like, holy shit, you know? So My next film, I wrote a film that has to do with sort of like a nursing home type of world. And it's my style. It's full of sex and violence and madness. And it's funny, too. But then also like a film about pot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to just start doing that shit and uh, producing it myself. Like, I'm going to get myself in a position where I can fund my own films and like do that kind of thing and do everything myself. When you say funded, are you looking for investors? or I mean, you go through that process? Hell yeah, I'd love to have investors. And I have a few. Or are you like talking more guerrilla stuff? More guerrilla. Because I know you the know, last it time... Isn't, it isn't movies that cost a lot of money. They're just super unbelievable. The last time I saw you, um, you had just gotten a whole bunch of video equipment, like the 7D, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. um, is that what you're shooting on these days? Yeah. That and my buddy... My partner's got a new camera. That's the thing. Your life partner? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's bangable. No, he's just some dude I fuck. But kidding. He just finger fucks him. <laughs> Damn. Hey. No, so uh, you've got a producing partner? Yes. 
David Kibo. He's a bad dude. He's a, he actually directed and wrote uh, Mojave. Okay. Yeah, man. Which was the first serious film I ever did. I played the rapist and all of that in there. Spoiler Very alert. Easy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Drawing upon those personal... Uh... Yeah, exactly. I was a dick in my 20s. I'll Actually, admit it. Actually, he meant therapist. <laughs> Not the rapist. What? <laughs> I can't wait to play the rapist. No, you're playing the therapist. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, man. I still play it in my normal life. So, uh... So you're producing these movies now. When's the next? What are you working on now? You got something that you're? Yeah, right now we're actually we've been we're doing camera tests and all of that for um, an EP like music, you know, that I had done, and we're gonna create a film that would in it's in essence sort of like a silent film, but we do go into these bits of narrative, and it's just kind of strung through these songs. Uh, you're basing it on the music you've already created. Yeah. So you don't you don't even have a an idea yet of what the, the yeah. script is going to be? Or yeah. What you do? already wrote the script and all that. And that's more like, uh, I guess it's sort of like a long form music video. And that's really, you know, because like my uh, soundtrack for Order of Chaos is on iTunes, that kind of thing. And it's, and that's a pretty good way to make a living nowadays is make your own music, put it on iTunes through CD Baby or any of these things. They take a small percentage, you know, but they'll host your music and then if you can generate whatever buzz you generate and whatever you sell that shit goes right into an llc it goes right from itunes into your bank account so are you are you writing the soundtracks to these things are you writing specific songs are you writing the score all of it all of it scoring it doing the soundtrack shooting it writing it and i'm acting in this one i know that you um and and you're also the best boy and uh (laughs) What? No, you know, you're also crewing the whole thing. Um, the uh, I thought you said bus boy. Yeah, you're also the bus boy. Yeah, I was uh, like, fuck, I've been a bus boy. Yeah, what do you no, mean? I, I thought you were going back. <laughs> you're, a, yeah, the um, you're now a bus man. But uh, <laughs> so um, I'm in the back, fucking Rosie Parks in the butt. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what? What a um, dumb thing to say. <laughs> anyway, um, so wait I apologize to my homies. Oh, I got it. Was Rose? Okay, I got you. All right. I don't um, even know why I said it. Yeah, yeah, you do because you're racist. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't racist. I'm joking. I was it was a joke. Sex with her. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My uh, my ex-wife and I were the we went to a wedding one time at the uh, Ford Museum, and they had the bus, the Rosa Parks bus. And uh, I actually was like, we should have sex in the back of the bus. Because <laughs> like, no one was around. I'm like, oh, we could totally get away with it. And she was like, not into it at all. <laughs> I was like, I thought that would have been great. Um, That's why she's your ex-wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Megan, on the other hand. Megan would be totally down with it. <laughs> um, so uh, how long does it take you to come up with, like, what's your process? Like, uh, for coming up with the score, all that stuff. Uh, you were into electronic music kind of yeah. the last time I... I, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so what is it like? Is like that, electronic goth, electronic goth. Is that how you describe yeah. it? Like Blue Dingle or uh, today's version of Depeche Mode, I guess. Is yeah. that why the the black fingernails? You know, I was. I thought maybe you slammed yeah. your your hand in a car door. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it now. <laughs> it totally looks like what, it's what working. What bands do you think are today's version of Depeche Mode? 
A band called like Blued Ingle or And One. Blued Ingle? Yeah. Like Blug. Blug. Blood Angel. Blood, Blood Angel. Angel from Germany. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm a fucking asshole. I'm and a huge Depeche Mode fan. I did a uh, tour uh, doing sound for Dave Gahan. Oh, when right on. A, uh, yeah, yeah. When solo. He did a solo tour uh, like eight years ago. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I love that dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. He major. was the coolest dude, too. That's, that was so nice to see. Like, you never know what the musician that you like is going to, what kind of personality is going to come out. And then, yeah. like, there he is fucking sitting next to you at catering. Yeah. In the same slop that you are, like, hey, I just farted. Like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Gahan. He's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. That was so good for him, man, because for years, Martin Gore would do the music, Martin Gore would do yeah. the writing, and Dave Gahan would sing another person's words. Yeah. And so here was his opportunity, and he was awesome, I thought. Yep. He was, he's so good, dude. Yeah. He's a passionate guy. He's man. a hell of a front man, too. Yes, matter, he is. It didn't matter if there were 11 people at the show or 5,000. Yeah. They got the same... The same treatment. You know? It sounds crazy, but I consider him the Jim Morrison of our generation, except he lived. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, he came close to well, like... for now. Huh? For now? now? No, he's, he's here to stay, I think. He's I got think his so. shit together. I give him another 50 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. As a true rock store f- form... 50 years. You, you want to say that again? I don't know. Take two. Like, take two. As a, as a true rock store, how much vodka have we have? Take three. All right. <laughs> what did you put in that? Don't worry, don't worry. You can retract that editing statement. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, remember I told you we don't edit this? Yeah. All right, I'll leave it in just to show what an asshole I am. If John edits this, he's going to hear John's voice, me saying milk, John's voice. <laughs> Me saying this right now because I'm talking about John's voice. Let me tell you another story that makes me look cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is going to be like a dubstep version of this. John, oh, oh my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. John Novotny. Oh, boy. Who? Oh my. I just remembered something. I'm not even going to bring it up. No, go ahead. I'm not going to bring it up. No, dude, go ahead. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> what? Come on, man! It's obviously it's either it's on. either about the time we were drunk for three days, or it's about a girl, or both. <laughs> it is both. <laughs> it is all absolutely right. both. Is that the all I'm going to say? Is, and I just wonder if you remember this because I remember almost nothing of like the '90s <laughs> at all. Not until like '99. We did go on a drunk for three days. We tried to see because we all we had the day off. It was some holiday or something like that. So we had three days off. We both were from somewhere else. Like you know, I, or I wasn't going home for the holidays. I was, you know. So we were like, all right, let's just stay drunk for as long as we could. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you remember that. We saw a kid get hit by a van. Oh. I jumped out of the car. Remember? That was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. And then that happened. And then the me. worst part about it is I'm drunk. And I'm running over there to help, like, you know. And then I'm like, oh, and you were the one behind dude, the wheel of the van. Check this I was shit like, out. I was like, Vince, you no, fuck, no. fucking park around the corner, man, because we're not getting DUIs right now. That was horrible. It was. That story changed my, that moment changed my life because I saw that shit happen here again when I was in LA. And then I really got into meditation 
and yoga and that kind of thing like 15 years ago. So I was always analyzing. I went through this period where I was analyzing everything that would keep presenting itself to me that was dramatic. I'd go, why the hell am I drawing this to me, you know? And so... I'm talking to this guy who was helping me learn a lot of things about myself at the time. And he's like, well, really just sit down and remember what it felt like in these moments and see what comes up. And so I sat down and I kept picturing that kid and a kid I saw here in L.A. like boom, boom, boom. And I kind of went into sort of a like that emotion kind of made my brain go fast, 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 fast. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting on a gravel road and I'm throwing rocks, like I'm flicking rocks into the traffic as it goes by. And all the cars passing by are real old-timey. And at this point, I'm no longer like, I'm meditating or I'm dreaming or any of this shit. And an army truck starts coming by and I pick up another rock And I throw it at the window and the guy driving the truck and there's soldiers in the truck. The guy driving the truck is going to fuck with me like he's going to turn the wheel into Mm -hmm. me. So he goes like this and the truck goes, but it's top heavy. And so the truck lost control and fucking crushes me. And I remember this (gasps) like this and I just go and I saw my body real quick and then I saw how my death affected every single person in that truck because it was like a World War One like type situation and every one of those lives were affected like a spider web through fucking time and I opened my eyes and I'm sitting on my couch meditating and I was like what the fuck was that like and it was like I had some sort of strange, like that had happened to me in a previous life or maybe even a relative and it's like genetic memory or some shit. So you believe in all that? Uh, like the I don't believe in shit. It just right. happened. Well, you know, the, I don't believe in you and you're fucking sitting here. Quantum physics. But you're going to die. You're going to rot. And worms are going to eat you and you're going to be nothing. And so what does it care if I even believe in you? Here come right. the tears. Well, yeah, huh? the waterworks. <laughs> boy, oh boy! No, but well, that's Su- true, though, well, right? Susie. Well, Susie Sunshine. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck. As if but the point is, we bad. are here. This is good news. All right, it is. Yeah, for now. Wait Shit. a minute. Good thing I'm not driving home. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I just want to get through the night. <laughs> My God! If I wake up tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, "Holy fucking shit!" You're gonna wake up in the middle of the night after an out of body experience. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. "Shit, was I just in World War One?" The weird thing is, is I don't even think I'm having a weird conversation. But you guys have trippy vibes right now. <laughs> trippy vibes would be another great name for a band. Yes, it would be. What was the first name for the good? Name? It was a uh, Bangable Age. Ah, yeah. Bangable Age. <laughs> Bangable Age and Trippy Vibes. So wait, wait, wait. You go ahead and tell the story. I, you know, I, we we got off the track, and I don't know. You're kind of like holding back on it. But if you got a story, you can tell it about me. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say earlier? You're talking about me? Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't mean like I'm a narcissist. No, I realize that this. I realize that this fucking story could be but bad. We could use this against you. It is bad. It is bad. It is. Is it something that I did? Kinda. Kinda. Is it something you did? Yeah. 
Is it something you did? So look, he's losing interest. Wait. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. Wait. Is it something you did? Am I co-starring in your story about, about me? The time, are you talking about the time that I passed out and you fucked that girl in the bed while I was like, sleeping? Listen, 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 listen. I doubt that ever happened. It totally I happened. have noticed you're talking to me like I'm extremely slutty, man. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I have girl slash friends too. Dude. But do you notice what I mean? He like talks about me like like I'm inundated with vag or something. You are. Like, yeah, I mean, I came here. I, I just assumed there's gonna be like three women walking around in their bikinis. Exactly. Is yeah. there no? There's me and my cat. Cut to calm evening. Cut Where to you, op- you open the closet? They all fucking fall out. The cat's over there, right there. Where? Right through your head. Oh, she's on the PS3. No, but go ahead. Um, I don't think no, that no, ever I, happened. And if it did, I was in love I with the person at the now. time. Now, now I'm, I'm dated. <laughs> Let me I'm tell you something, vodka boy. Yeah. <laughs> Your face has been melting for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you All take, I know so you take is John was hooked up with some hottie back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't story. know. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. But it was misconstrued to where I didn't tell him something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got in a big fight. We almost, we almost you like... You almost like whipped my ass. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. But uh, I realized that you weren't the guy that I was pissed at. It was basically... Um, it was, uh, I was dating this girl and she... Um, she, uh, we were, yeah, she fucked around or did something with some dude, and I thought Vince knew about it, but it was this other dude that knew about it, and it was a, it was a bad scene. And to some extent, I may have known it. You, you did know about it, but you didn't have a chance to tell me. Like, you knew about it that day where I came, I came to talk to you, and you wanted to tell me something, so you pulled me aside to tell me, but then... But you then I got mad that I didn't. It was like it was like, some weird thing, but I remember was weird. Yeah, to where I didn't do anything wrong. Place. But all of a sudden, John comes in. I'm in this club. John comes oh, into man. this club, dude, and I'm standing there and I'm like thinking to myself, "That's an angry John face." <laughs> John looks different this evening. <laughs> I think yeah. John's mad at me. All this starts <laughs> happening in slow motion. And suddenly I'm like, John has grabbed my lapels. John has lifted me one foot in the air. I'm flying through a stall in a bathroom. By, by the way, John's on top of me. And it was totally true, dude. It was like slow motion, man. Yeah, I do remember pulling you aside to like to like to give you what I meditated on that. I went oh, back in shit. time, I banged your mom and you're my son. <laughs> It's so weird. <laughs> wow, you banged my mom and I'm your son. And butt sex being safe is a lie. But anyway, <laughs> enough about your mother. Here's what we hey, were talking my about. a saint. <laughs> Jesus. Now He's she an is. Nun. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I know. All right. My mom wouldn't fuck you. There are so many people I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> Yeah. A Mormon girl in Idaho, for instance. <laughs> or my mother. <laughs> Trust me, your mom's not going to make it past the first five minutes of this. Yeah, you're right about that. First of all, she won't be like, what, what is this internet? Wait thing? a minute. If you have uh, your more famous friends before me, no one's going to be listening to this. Uh, you're my most famous friend. All right. Oh, <laughs> get out more. You're on the, you're on the sh- I was going to say, like, no, I'm been kidding. <laughs> Nobody else returned the calls. Uh, <laughs> you were home with the cat and the three naked chicks in the other room. Not true. 
Yeah, but come on, you you were quite the cocksmith back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you held your own pretty well, buddy. Yeah, Look, I like ladies. That did happen though. I passed out in a bed, and you fucked the girl next to me you while I was sleeping. It's the way you she say told me it. the it's story. Not what you're saying it's how you're saying it. All right, as if made, there's no interaction. You made, her, you made love to her. It's just a dick. <laughs> no, she was probably like, "Oh fuck, I'm out here sleeping." <laughs> like, all right. She There's was emotions tied in no, everything I know. you're talking about. You really about. cared about each other. Yeah, you guys are really good. Not like I'm a you Hallmark know, dude or something. I'm a goddamn and man. Just, but, no, you know, I know. You used, used to write her poetry and then you fucked her. <laughs> but. Happens. Progr- natural progression. Natural progression. No, no, no. You guys were like, you guys were friends with yeah. benefits. You know. You got a lot of attitude now, I'm noticing. What are you looking at, Edgar? Why? This guy. Why do I have attitude? Mr. Poe. Listen to me. <laughs> Listening. I like your name. Thank you. Edgar. That's a strong name. It's funny because he's the only one lit in this entire place. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little light bulb above his head like he just got <laughs> yeah. an idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a great idea, guys. I got a great idea. Why, That's where I, I got, sit. I got a great idea. Why don't we not do this podcast ever again? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great idea. Let's call it, those women. I thought it was going well. It was going. It is going well. Well, they go. Hey, will they go four and three. <laughs> sometimes they say things that aren't true because they're hilarious. I understand. <laughs> like I love you. Oh, wait a no, minute. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> um. So, are you single, Edgar? I am. How long, ladies? Um, like a month and a half. Yeah. Would you like to meet a lady? I would love to meet a lady. Because he's got a couple in the, the fur room. I'll take your loosest ladies. <laughs> That's right. He's got a hey. room. Did you see the room made up? What is that on the floor? Mink? What would make no. you think what would make you think that he's got loose ladies? Uh, exactly. Uh-huh. That's my point. That's my point right there. John comes over, right? I prefer hanging out with girls than dudes, man, because I'm very fucking alpha male. Like Honest to God, you know what I mean? Why do you need a lot of dudes around? You don't. Well, yeah, I totally agree. I live. I have a roommate who's a girl, and I would much rather live with women than men. Me I, too, I, man. On my best a friend. lot of my girl slash friends chill. You know what I'm saying? I live a crazy ass life. <laughs> but John looks at it like it's just <laughs> whores. Just, <laughs> just. Wet. Hold on. When I was people leaving snail trails all over my house. When I was here, when I was here last, there was this girl painting, and I remember saying, "God, you know, I really like painting in the nude." It was one of those things. It was like, like you just see Megan's like, "We're leaving. If she takes her clothes off, we're fucking out of here." (laughs) Did she say that? Yeah. I live in Atlantis. Like the everybody yapping about a dimensional shift and this new way of thinking. I live that way. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> so you know what, man? If there's naked chicks around and stuff like that, that's awesome, man. Why should I be walking around covered? That's the funny thing, dude. If you're gonna talk like Judaic religious shit, like the first words are like when Adam and Eve fall out of the garden, it's like they're covering themselves. Supposedly they're like well, Superman goes. Why are you covering yourself? Who told you you were naked? So now everybody's like, oh my God, naked people. And it's like, you're being satanic. We're supposed to be fucking naked. We're angels possessing monkeys. Who gives a fuck? I don't get it. What's your hang up, dude? I like that voice that you did there. You (laughs) disappeared to the character there. Oh my God, we're naked. 
<laughs> did I? <laughs> I guess I did. I'm yeah, fucked up totally right disappeared now. Into the, oh my god, we're naked! I took my ADD medication and I'm drinking vodka. Oh, that's good. That's great. <laughs> Whatever. We'll be holding your hair later. Just edit all this shit out. <laughs> that toupee will come off in my hands. <laughs> I know my it's real. Toupee. I know it's real. All right, now wait. The one guy rocking the bald look <laughs> has to mention to the guy with long hair. It's a toupee, buddy. Now we understand your thing with women. You don't get enough. You're frustrated. Maybe that's it. Are you frustrated? I'm not. I'm perfectly fine, dude. Your girlfriend is out of town. Whoa. For how long now? Uh, till Friday. No, how long has she been out of town? No, she just left this morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? John, that's the biggest laugh you've gotten in years. What's that? The that's biggest the laugh big- I've gotten in years. You're right about that. Why don't you run around and pretend you're a fucking crowd? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. on you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, well. Hey, Aaron, where are we on this? Uh... We're at uh, ten minutes. Eighteen hundred measures. What the hell does that mean? In the four 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 time signature. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Perfect. That's just where we want to be. That's a relief. That sounds sounds exactly like the same answer I would I would have gotten from Vince if I would asked him. (laughs) What? (laughs) That sounded like Klingon. What the fuck? Uh, I think we're at like 45 minutes right That's now. it? That's enough. Let me, let me ask you a question. It's not enough. Because yeah. on your Wikipedia page it says this, and I kind of <laughs> want to clear it up. So it's got to be true. Did you really fire your agent after rat race? No. Because you weren't on the poster? No, no, no. So can I go in and r- remove I never that from your Wikipedia went to page? Co- yes, get rid of that. I never okay. went to college. All that. Dude, did they say you go to college on Wikipedia? Yeah. I kind of just Like I went to uh, some school of business up in Chicago or whatever. None of that is true. I don't know what any of that is about. I don't know what any of that is about. My whole thing with leaving Patty Wu, which was, is like, I just kind of... Rhymes with party. (laughs) Well, I keep thinking of Ronnie Wu. You remember Ronnie Wu from the Cubs? He was this guy that used to sit out in the... uh, he used to sit out in the bleachers, and he would wear a Cubs outfit, and he would just go like, Cubs, whoo, Cubs, whoo, Cubs, whoo, Sandberg, whoo, Sandberg, whoo. I swear to God, if, there's any, if there are any sports fans no, out there, they'll, know, they'll know exactly what I'm fucking no, talking about. No, this, this I was, was hanging out with naked okay, chicks in Atlanta. Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bleachers. No, hold on. Oh. Look, look it up on Wikipedia. Got okay. You. I bet she has his own Wikipedia page. He fired my agent, that fucking prick, Ronnie Woo. Ronnie Woo. Ronnie Woo. Cubs Woo. Sandberg Woo. And he didn't. He had, I remember he um, he didn't have teeth. Like he had all. He lost all his teeth. He's kind of like this homeless guy, kind of a little crazy. But he's always wearing this brand new, like looking Cubs outfit. And all the guys in the bleachers all saved up money and they bought him a set of teeth. And you know, and he you see him. He's a fixture at Cubs games. He's still alive. I swear Can they to get you, you a head so full of hair? Every time I hear your, your ex-agents, what's her name? Something Patty, Patty Woo. Patty Woo. Patty, I just want to do that. Patty Woo. Look it up. I swear to God. I, I'm not making this up. Yeah. So. I'll be hitting Google when you leave. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Is Google code for... Uh, see, I had all these other Google things code going for on in my life. Marijuana I all shit. the naked women back in yeah. after we leave. It's Google, uh, Google's one of the naked chicks. That's I up the, totally chill out, man. She's up in the fur room. He's got a whole room made of fur. It's like covered in fur. That was awesome, uh, that room. The disaster is, is I live the most innocent freak. Are you petting the cat? 
No, that's, if you know what I mean. Still, oh, where is the cat? The cat was. Oh, oh she ran outside. I saw her went outside. I like Priscilla. She's cool. No, nah, man. I mean, like, I've been working so much lately that, and I don't even know how to explain her except that I love her in some way. She's like in college, and she left LA, and I Skype with this girl. I talk to this girl, and like I've. I've totally like closed off my outside life for like the last three months. It's been a disaster, but it's been preferable because like when I write and stuff, I go into the hole, you know what I mean? I go into complete seclusion and I don't really leave the house at all. And so like I've been living a virtual life for months now. It's very strange. Edgar has a virtual life. Too. How so? <laughs> How so, Edgar? No, I have a virtual wife. Oh, that's what he's I tell people I'm married wife. so I can get more chicks at the bars. <laughs> you know, because you know, if you're married, you usually could, you know, women are attracted to that. No, they're not. <laughs> that never happened. That whole thing about wearing a wedding ring, that's not true. Because <laughs> John has one. Yeah, I had one. George that freaked me out, dude. The thing was, is John and I were tight, man, back in the day. And then I didn't hear from you for a decade. And then you come back. You didn't like, hear from me for a decade. I was married. I, I did this. It's like, it was you, like he went to Vietnam and I went to heaven. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, oh, wow. That's, oh, you're married? I'm sitting around with a bunch of naked chicks. <laughs> I became what I always intended. John, you're just getting started. <laughs> No, that's not true. You're such an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait till this podcast takes off, buddy. Then you'll see. You'll rule the day. <laughs> I'm just playing. Rule yeah, you're going to edit that. No, I, don't I suck Nick Cox. <laughs> <laughs> what did Vince say? What is, um, did you get what I said? <laughs> oh! Suck Nick Cox. One down, two to go, and then I'll be running this freaking podcast. <laughs> that's right, yeah. You Holy moly! Yeah. You're just going to talk us to Let me tell you something, stomach pump. (laughs) (laughs) Have another shot. He's driving us home. This dude looks like a munch painting now. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You look awesome. (laughs) You know what? I tell you now, I have met you before. Do you remember where now? Because I'm still trying to place World War I. Yes. (laughs) I was in the camp. I was driving a truck. (laughs) Dude, that's a total true story. I don't know why it's... No, it's not a true story, but it's a true story that you you had this vision. Yeah. All right. If I told you I had a dream, I'd be like, this is a true story. I had a dream, <laughs> and I'd tell you the dream. Big deal. Oh, I believe you had the dream. How was the, that's, that was the point I was saying before everybody went to let's all cry now. <laughs> is Life is a dream. How is this not a dream? Everything you're looking at is going to be gone. Simply through time. There's no way to even maintain it. There's no way to even this erection shape in any way, huh? Even this erection? <laughs> <laughs> Not if my uvula has anything to say about it. <laughs> Wait a minute, that, that was good. I just made a dick joke and I had it in my mouth. Five years studying with Michael Winslow from the Police Academy <laughs> movies, you're able to do that <laughs> noise. Uh, oh, I'm tired. You know what? I might call up some chicks at this point. <laughs> This is why I don't hang out with dudes. Gonna hit the bat phone. An hour seven now, John. That's nineteen hundred four four measures. It's easy for you to grunt. Listen, no. You know what I noticed? We're gonna have to switch to six eight time uh, if we're gonna continue this. (laughs) Here, I can speak jazz. (laughs) Do you ever hear Rich Hall's joke about jazz? It's what you get when you push a blues band down a flight of stairs. (laughs) 
That's pretty funny. What happened to him? Uh, he's selling out like stadiums, and you know he married my ex-wife and I. He was our master of ceremony. He was nice. He was a cool dude. Yeah, he was cool. I one time, like when I first moved to LA, man. I mean, first moved to LA. Remember Gigi? Yeah, Gigi. Okay, uh, Gigi knew. Yeah, I'm uh, Facebook friends with her. Right on. That must mean you guys are real friends. Just a fucking conversation killer. I'm Facebook friends with her. No, Gigi uh, anyway, knew it's a, a waitress. Cool she called me up. She's like, come to this pilot t- uh, taping or whatever. And I was new to L.A., so I thought that might be something interesting to do. And I go there, and Rich Hall was like the guy that talked in between scenes and shit. Oh, really? And he says, does anybody have any questions about show business? And Gigi says to me, like, ask him what it's like to be friends with John Novotny. <laughs> and so I raised my hand, and he, this guy, doesn't have the slightest clue as to who I am. He's like, yes. And I'm like, how's it to be friends with John Novotny? And his face just goes stone white and he's like that question is so inside <laughs> I'm on the outside looking in you like he just it just freaked him out he didn't know what to say and that's uh, pretty much that's a way to much, describe you yeah, inside coming out or whatever oof no <laughs> not that the, way it's got a little too dirty I don't know what is up with the frustration I was just trying to repeat what you said. Oh, I was trying that to get, isn't I was what trying I'm trying to get inside again, your head. That's not what I'm talking about. Where are you going now? No, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, Jesus. Give me Megan's number right no, now. No, we're not. We're going to put her on speakerphone. No, we're not. And we are going to involve her in this conversation. <laughs> we and we're going to out your relationship with her. Because you're Let's call her on Skype. Let's call her on Skype. Skype her now. No, no, no. Because you're obsessed with the women in my life. Dude. And I and you were totally uninterested when Hold I on. told you it's I have a virtual a relationship. It's not that being a pussy about this. Little hands, little hands. Staying with her mom. She's in a very serious uh, uh, family trip right now. That's uh, somebody in her family sick. Uh, it's it's something to do with that, but I don't want to get I into dig it. it. All right. You don't talk about serious things on this show. I can. That's the. thing. I'm not afraid of it, but it's her. Per- it, this about. is her life. You know what I mean? We talk about anything, really. Okay. Yeah, whatever you want to. I'm an open book, but that's kind of her thing. You know, that's a, that's a I understand. Thing to her. I understand completely. I haven't cleared it with the tower. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm an open book, though. You know me. Mm-hmm. And you're an interesting book. Thank you, man. You're, I'm, you're a, an, I'm a pop-up book. You're an open book with like a Playboy like stuffed inside, so no one can see what you're really looking at. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not like a real like I'm reading the book. I'm a book with a lot of pictures. Whatever. Wow. Um, should we wrap up? What do you feel like, Vince? You have anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't think we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> obviously, so what's, what, obviously what, you're going to edit this. So out. no, we're not. So what are we looking at for the future for you? What's what's the next big? Do you have a title for this project? No. Everything for me in the future is probably going to be. Just stuff I dump on YouTube and Google and shit. What about... Uh, like, I'm not really... Uh, are you doing another CSI? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's different. They call me. I mean... Like, yeah, but you're kind you of know. like the... They do this thing, right? Where you say, like, they... Like, it's kind of their episode where it's, there's a, it's a little lighter and fair. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, a heavy episode. They kind of bring you in for, like, comic relief. People I've... Yeah, people I've done movies with talk to me. And... Uh, my thing now is I'm trying to 
I'm trying to create a new paradigm to where every single thing I want to do, I do myself. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's just more money in it and there's just more fun and freedom in it. You know, whether it's the iTunes music or like putting the films out there, like, uh, are they all feature length films you're talking about or you do short stuff too? Not all of them. Not all of them. But uh, the next two I'm doing are feature length, feature length, except for the music pro, except for the music film. Yeah. And that's the that'll be just a long form music video. Yep, like the wall. Or Do you something. have a name it's for just that a story? No. I don't know why you even wanted to talk to me, John. <laughs> dude, because you're a cool dude. I dropped out completely. You have not. I have. You're one of my you're one of my coolest friends from back home, and uh, and and. Uh, I'm happy for your success, and and I always look forward to your next project. So it's it's always fun to see you, and I, I'm rooting for you. And and you like I said, you like I watched you first season on ER. Then I saw you do you know I went to your like, I went to your opening of all your movies whenever they would come out. You know that opening day kills me, man. And it's like you know I wish we were talking during all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you had a phone number where I can reach you. You change now your. I have Facebook. Vincent you know. Veloff. Let's put that out in the world. All right. And you know what's so gay, dude? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sex with a man. What, what, you're, what, you're, what you're doing? Sex with, sex with a man. With a man I didn't gay. mean gay as in that homosexual. Pretty- I meant gay as in stupid. Like, um, my sister was friends with a fake fucking Vince for like months. <laughs> <laughs> and then she hits me up. On Facebook, yeah, and she it, she's like she's like I didn't she's like, she said something where she's like you know because there's like fake Vince's on all these right, things right. and like she she hits me up and she's like you never got back to me and I'm like well you never accepted my friend's request or something I don't know and she's like um, or I never you know I said well I don't well let's be friends on there though I didn't say anything weird on your timeline or whatever and she's like yeah you did. And so I look, and she's friends with a fake Vince. I'm like, how long have you been friends with him? She's like, five months. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I look at the conversations they had, and this guy can't spell. And he's like, yeah, skateboarding's the shit. And I like, and he goes, he goes skateboarding's the shit. And I like fucking chicks, too. Are you to my sister, who's a Christian and everything. Are you sure? And I'm like, you, I'm like, you thought that was me? Well, I, I actually think that it might be you still. Are you sure? Apparently. <laughs> Skateboard's the shit, and I love fucking chicks. That is what you think of me. That that's not like, me. Is, I skateboard. <laughs> but that's hey, not you me. You like to fuck chicks? <laughs> yeah. you, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. The first part's true. What a- <laughs> oh my god! I feel like I've they- been unmasked. <laughs> I am a nerd. I feel like they, they should put that on your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> shit, and I love fucking chicks. You know what? Put that shit on my tombstone. That would be dope. Walking around a cemetery, creeping out and shit, and see that. That'd be awesome. Here lies Vince Vlog. <laughs> Just doing it like an old man doing an ollie and shit. That'd be so awesome. Here lies Vince Vlog. He was bangable age. <laughs> Open for spitting clit. What? What? <laughs> Nothing. I, I was about to wrap up, but now that 
<laughs> now the spitting clits are involved. I feel, yeah, but this is like what? Is this, this how is, it went with T-shirt? Yeah, but what what y'all do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like talking somebody. You ever like like well, like see those movies where they have to talk somebody out of suicide? So on the phone with them for like for like three hours. <laughs> Please don't jump. Please don't jump. What? All right, you've taken a lot of stuff today. We're gonna talk you through it. Okay. All right. Whatever you do, don't go towards the light. Um, I don't even, go, don't go I don't even know why he's saying Go towards the one light in this room over Edgar's head. I went towards the light and I wound up in Edgar's mouth. <laughs> it was horrible. If you had a nickel for every time that... I hate skateboarding and I hate fucking chicks. Come here, Edgar. <laughs> Speaking of John's mom. All right. (laughs) This is the dumbest fucking podcast ever. Yeah, I love it, <laughs> dude. I want to be a sound man for your next one. All right, sounds good. I, I, what did you say? A sound man? Whatever, sound man? bus man. Okay, you'll be the bus, bus boy. boy. Bus boy. You can be the bus boy. I'm the short bus man. Oh what God. happened? No, I just dropped something like my dignity. Uh, uh, actually, don't be surprised if we have you sit in. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. We sit here like this. Imagine sicking, uh, sicking Vince on some of our some of our guests. You know what's crazy is the whole time I was bathing earlier, I was thinking I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to say dumb shit. You were thinking of us while you were bathing. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, you have people coming to do a podcast at your house. You know what I mean? Therefore, you would think about them while bathing. <laughs> what? I like. <laughs> I take baths every day. I luxuriate. Is that weird? I like skateboarding. (laughs) You three are weird people. Uh, Do you not take baths? Are they not pleasurable? uh, Sometimes I take a bath. Sometimes I take a shower and it's always pleasurable. Then why not do it constantly? I try it. I like to... Have hot water falling over my naked body as much as possible. That wasn't the slow motion picture I had in my mind when I was bathing, thinking of you guys. You know what? It's really weird because I'm the same way. I like hot water over his naked body. Oh. <laughs> when it's streaming, it's a good thing we live together. Yeah, well, we're saving on hot water. Are you guys ever going to be honest to me? What is this? <laughs> I don't understand don't the show. Vince, Vince, this is an intervention. <laughs> yeah, basically we're here. To- oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. What do you guys? You're, those three naked chicks are here to tell us, you know, to help you. You know, we're going to talk you through this. And your closest you- friends and family couldn't make it, so they sent us. <laughs> yeah, the- chlamydia. It's not a joke. <laughs> this is how, this is how bad it is. Your, your Speaking friends and family of, come here. No, I'm kidding. Edgar. Yes, sir. Just checking. <laughs> Still here. He's the only one you can see in this room. It's exactly. Darkness. Exactly. He's the only one you know that still is here and, and awake. I, I feel like I'm like the father in those movies, waiting for his daughter to come home with like the one lamp behind him. <laughs> yeah. Like, where have you been with my princess? It's a nice day for a white wedding. Remember that? Oh, we gotta get the rights to that. <laughs> what, Billy Idol? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. We, we have to pay up nine good, cents every time someone downloads this podcast. we have to clear that shit. <laughs> As John sucks on a huge Coke. What is that? I got it from the, the Fat Burger. It's cherry. It's That's vanilla. regular. That's vanilla cherry Diet Coke. I thought you had some juice in there. Oh, you mean like... Gin and juice, that kind the of last stuff. time I saw John, oh boy. we were eating a big bowl of marijuana popcorn, okay. smoking copious amounts of dupe. What happened? I went to rehab the next day. No, you was, did not. I was like, I was five. I liked you that day. Five years sober up until that day. <laughs> <laughs> were you? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, then don't come here. That's what my girlfriend's like. You can't go back there. You're all fucked up. Um, no, yeah, it was just a, a fun time. Um, that was a blast. It was, it was great to see you again, especially in that element because it was just totally party scene. I had, the, I was unemployed and yeah. feeling pretty Are shitty about t- myself, and so. Oh. Well, you know, it's like that thing. You know, you're looking for money. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're like, you know, I took a Getting break. Work. I think it was a Monday, which was yeah. great. That's what happened to me, man. It's like I started going. Because after I like took two straight ash years off, I was like, you know, I can't just live on my savings forever. Mm-hmm. That's how I started getting mixed up in like dispensaries and stuff like that. It's a super cool world. Yeah, that's never been my world. Like, pot's never really done much to me except made me go to sleep. That day was kind of fun. If you had insomnia, then you'd go, I have the perfect medicine. Right? You're right about But that. you don't have insomnia, so you don't need it. Some people fucking need it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not taken away from the fact that it's, it certainly helps people. Yeah. You know, it really does. Let's face it. The first thing that ever happened to me when I moved here is I went out with Aaron um, to a bar and this, this friend yeah, of a friend. Look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gay bar. <laughs> it turns out I don't like I don't like women or skateboarding. <laughs> so, um, no, we went. I went to the and the first thing is I'm like, hey, I don't know what the guy's name was, Bill or whatever. Hey, I'm I'm Bill. Uh, you need a you need a pot card. I can get your pot card. It was like I didn't even know what it was, you know, because yeah. I was so fresh to this. Well, like that was still like crazy to me that you could actually go and buy. Marijuana everywhere. It's California, man. Yeah, I realize that. It's like every. It was really funny because I noticed that um, uh, at near every. Uh, like, I, I'm looking for a good pizza in California, and I've noticed that, like. Uh, I know the guy wait, for good hold on, pizza. Hold on. So I'm looking for a good pizza in California. No Broner. And, um, <laughs> and I noticed that all these shitty pizza places are all over the place, but then I noticed they're always in, like, a shopping market or a shopping mall. Next to a pot dispensary. So it's like, you know, like, oh my God, this pizza's awful. Until you come out of the pot dispensary and then you're like, oh my God, this pizza's amazing. Like, this is the one best pizza I've ever one. had in my entire life. Okay, Vince got up in the middle of that fucking story. So. Well, you know why, Jim? But that explains why there's. All right. I was telling my story about the. Oh, shit. I'm like Aaron now. Go ahead. Anyway. Go ahead and drop that anywhere. How, how are we getting home? <laughs> no, listen. Listen. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, we're listening. You're right. There's a lot of pizza places. No, the joke is being that there's a pot dispensary next to the pizza place, and that's why the pizza places suck. Because yeah. they don't have to be good, because the guys are all high. Your, your delivery's all off. Yeah, apparently. I'm, I'm going I'm to break down two. this joke one more time. I'm going to dissect it and then uh, and never tell it again. What I love about John's face is he's thinking he's going to get out of this yeah, podcast. Really, I'm looking at, I'm looking and at, he's like, looking at, like, how can we end on some sort of high note? When the high note has happened. <laughs> no, that's not true. 
But you the, know, the thing- high note would be a great play, a great name for uh, a pot dispensary. The high note. How about this? How about this? You end us on a high note. Yeah, end us say, on a high say something note. motivational or wonderful or whatever. Yeah, you, want well, to say. You, you, yeah you, end, you end the podcast. For well, me. okay, I can tell you something motivational. First of all, before you end it, I just want to say thanks a lot for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you. It's been a, it's been a blast. It's been yeah, a man, you guys are fun oh, yeah. because right in the middle of it, we all lost our minds. <laughs> yes. yes, we did. That's, that's when the vodka kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the vodka, too. You get cool dudes. End it on that note. Oh, no, give us something better. Come okay. on. Okay. Well, let's ease into it. <laughs> like an anus. The point. <laughs> oh, maybe we should have ended it. This is so awful. Do you really think this whole thing is going to be bad? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's fun. Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is called dead air. <laughs> That's what we should call our podcast, Dead Air. <laughs> we have a name, John. We oh, we have a name. It's called, yeah, right. We, we can't change more podcasts called Fallback. We change the name every fucking because week. The thing is, is you should make this podcast an experience to where it's like, hey, live with somebody for a minute. You know what I mean? Because when you're talking to somebody, it didn't constant, like, no, wait. Wow. Okay. Edgar, maybe you want to <laughs> say something profound. Send us off, man. Yeah, send, send us off. Yeah! <laughs> Use your bright idea, fuckface. Yeah. What were you thinking of? That's so fucking. Hey, light bulb. Hey, light bulb. Listen. Send us off. Yeah. Oh, man. I've had to pee for so long, I can't think straight. I've been holding in there for like an hour and a half now. <laughs> Are you serious? Go to the bathroom. Well, hold on. We're about to end totally this right thing. Here. We're just shut up. <laughs> Send us off. Send us off, and then we'll all go have a sword fight. Go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Skateboarding's fun, and I love fucking chicks. <laughs> I agree. Right. Man. Good night. Thanks. Don't end it there. <laughs> <laughs>